Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we'll be meeting with Bev Standing, um, who is a connection of mine through LinkedIn. Um, we've had a chance to get to know each other a little bit, and I wanted to take the opportunity today to introduce you to everyone so you can get to know her as well. Um, so with that, um, Bev, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thanks, Brianne. This is uh, great talking in person instead of just uh, over the computer back and forth. Um, Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining. My name is Bev Standing, and I am a voiceover actor or voiceover talent or voiceover artist, however you'd like to um, call it. We have many titles. Um, and I work from home and provide voiceovers for a variety of different uh, genres, from commercials, which are the ones you'd hear on TV or radio, uh, to e-learning, uh, to telephony when you call a company and you get their answering machine or their on-hold messaging or interactive uh, messaging when, for example, you call banks and they ask you to push one and put in your code and all those sort of things, um, to YouTube videos, oh, the list goes on and on and on, uh, to game apps, to little toy voices, uh, video games, you name it, there's a huge world out there. And uh, that's what I am and what I do. Awesome. You know, it's funny when we first connected via audio, I was like, oh, she has a great voice. <laughs> so <laughs> makes sense that you're a voiceover artist. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's what people say. Wow, I have a great voice. I could do that. And um, possibly they could. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so there's more to it than that. Yes, of course there is. Of course. You know, and it's funny. I do voiceover all the time because, you know, I create e-learning courses. But I'll tell you, even though I record my voice several times a week, I don't have professional training, and it doesn't sound nearly as good as someone who does. So I will, I will definitely put that out there. If, if you're in a situation where you can afford to have a voiceover artist, go with it because it's going to be way better than anything you could ever create yourself. So <laughs> that's definitely Thank, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so what got you into doing voiceover? Kind of like, what is your story here? Well, I have a pretty interesting story. So sit down, grab your coffee or tea. Um, Ten years ago, uh, my husband passed away. And as as horrible as that was, and, and it's part of life and you learn to go through it, my big thing was I didn't want to be sitting at home doing nothing and, and being sad all the time. So what would have been my wedding anniversary without him for the first time, I decided to take a course. I thought, let's just be busy. And at the time, I was a construction inspector. Um, interesting, I worked for a multidisciplinary engineering firm, and um, I loved what I did. I'd been associated with the company for 30-some-odd years. And I just decided to take a course. And the course I took was a voiceover workshop in downtown Toronto, it was called, uh, the company was called VoiceWorks, and it was a, a weekend, Friday night, all day Saturday, and part of Sunday course, and I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea why I took it, but I took it, and for me, what happened was, even though I really didn't know anything about the industry, I found out down the road that I actually had a huge background for this from other jobs I'd held in my youth, um, but more importantly for me is it when you do what I do, you are in fact acting and you have to block out the rest of the world. And I guess it's like any job. You have to be focused and doing what you're doing in the moment and not worrying about 
um, what groceries I have to pick up or, you know, um, does the baby have to, babysitter have to leave early or, or anything about life? You have to focus on what you're reading and be totally involved. So for me, that meant I couldn't be sad. I had to be the person I had to be with the script in front of me. So at the end of the weekend, I thought, wow, this was really healing for me, that it gave my heart time to breathe, I guess is the best way to put it, that I, I didn't focus on being sad and didn't focus on much. I just focused on the words in front of me. And from that, I ended up taking Second City Improv uh, down in downtown Toronto. I started taking acting classes. I took some more voiceover workshops. And down the road, here I am uh, now a full-time voice actor. Um, for me, it was something just to keep busy, but it turned into an opportunity to get hired. And from that, I just let the world take over and, and lead me down this path. It's been wonderful. So, you know, a lot of people, when they would have thought of something to keep them busy, would not have thought at all about doing voiceover or, um, you know, anything like that, or, or even taking that type of a class. What interested you, what attracted you to, to, to do that? Surprisingly, nothing. I was mic shy. Um, <laughs> now, I had wanted to be a professional dancer all my life. My dad was an advertising executive, and I had watched commercials being made. I worked for CBC Radio as a production assistant, which is uh, the Canadian Broadcast Corporation, for a few years, and I just kept learning on the way. If my job was you know, idle, I'd say, hey, can I help you do something? And I'd learn all these different things. So when I saw this voiceover workshop, I thought, I don't even know what that means. But one person had said, just, just do it. So I thought, what have I got to lose? It wasn't a lot of money. Um, and I thought, just do it. Just get me out of the house for a couple of days. I'm just going to do it. And I hit register. I really don't know why I did it. It's weird to say because I didn't used to believe in fate and all these things, but I'm questioning that now. Yeah, you know, it's, that's really interesting, like the things of our youth that we go back to and, you know, your connection with your dad and everything. You know, I'm, I grew up on a farm and, I, and my parents said, you know, a lot, you know, I went to college and everything. And my parents said, you didn't want to be a farmer? And I said, well, it's always a backup career. <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your life before voiceover work. You said you were a construction inspector. Um, did, has you, has you um, stopped working there or do you, did you continue while you were doing the classes? Like what, is, what was the, the story there? Oh, absolutely. So I was working full time as a construction inspector and I had two children, they're both living at home with me, but uh, at college, one in college and one in university. And uh, I had to keep working. So this was just, you know, my kids were busy and I needed to keep doing something and the classes were pretty much on the weekends. So it gave me something to do. So I just kept taking classes. And when the opportunity, when the first opportunity came for me to actually get a job, um, I was able to do it at night and on weekends. So I would have this little very amateur setup with pillows and blankets and a fairly inexpensive microphone. And I, I stopped in one day at a store and talked to the guy about what I was trying to do. And he set me up with a mic and, a, and all the, the interface that you need. 
and I've had a set of speakers and said, you know, good luck kind of thing. And I went home and I looked on the Internet and I contacted a couple of friends that I had been studying with and was able to actually get hired for some very small voiceover jobs. But again, I was able to tell my clients through email that I can get it to you within 24 hours. So I was able to produce it at night and send it on. And you learn as you go. It's like anything. If somebody said to you, here's Microsoft Word, learn it. You learn as you need to know things. So I was able to learn my editing that way. I had somebody give me an editing program and some very basic tools and you just plug along. And I spent many nights and weekends and it kept me extremely busy, but I kept working full time. I've only been doing this four years full time uh, when I just couldn't keep up with client demand for voice work. So that was the cue for me to give it a shot. Now, luckily, because as I said, I was in construction, I was able to take a leave of absence. They knew I was doing this full time or part time. And uh, I said, you know, I just I just want to try and see if I can you know, increase my jobs and my income from this part-time job during the winter when you really don't need me as much. And they agreed to that. So um, I took a three-month leave of absence and resigned six weeks later. Wow. My job just took off. I was I was pretty lucky. I look at it as lucky. <laughs> I was doing yeah. all the right things. And, and I think that's why I agreed to the interview, um, because there's a lot more than just having a good voice to running your own business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, and surprisingly, I was doing all things that were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. I, I love, I mean, I, I still work full time um, on top of running my business um, mm-hmm. because I can't sit still. But uh, yeah, I mean, running your own business, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you get to pick the strategy. You get to be your own boss. I mean, I love it. <laughs> So, well, you know what they say, when you run your own business, you get to pick which 16 hours a day you work. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, if I have to run out to the store to get milk, I can. Yep. And I don't have to tell anybody that's what I'm doing. Right, exactly. Yep. And, which is, and which is nice. Home and and ha- being able to, you know, um, yeah, so I think it's it's funny that, you know, you work from home and you know, people always say, well, how can you be productive at home? Um, but, but really, I mean, you get so much more done at home because you don't have the commute time. I, I agree. Not everybody looks at it that way, though. I know many people that say, oh, you work from home. That's great. You know, you can get your housework done. But I look at it as like, no, I have a job. And I get right. up in the morning and I have my coffee or whatever your morning, you know, routine is. And then I start working. Mm-hmm. And many a day, I work through my lunch. I don't oh, get absolutely. a lunch break. And mm-hmm. if I'm sitting after dinner, and this is, I guess, a bit of a downfall, but if I'm sitting after dinner and, and watching TV with my husband, I would go, oh, wait a minute, a client needs me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at the beginning, it was like, seriously, you just work 10 hours. I said, I know, but he's in Germany or he's in right. California and it's only five o'clock there, or, you know, whatever the time frame is, because mm-hmm. I work from home, but I work internationally. Right. right. So you yeah, have for, to work. So that can be a detriment to finding free time. It can be. Yeah, certainly. And and my thing is like, you know, I work all day, but then yeah. usually I'm working all night too. <laughs> you know, like I just, I can't stop because I'm, 
you know, well, I'm like, well, you know, at night I can do my marketing and during the day I can meet with clients and, you know, and it's just, you know, like you said, I'd love to have like that, um, that, that, that scheduler. So I make sure that I stay on top of my schedules and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes I'm a one man shop for the most part. So, you know, I, I do have a graphic designer that I, that I work with, um, you know, on, on smaller projects, but for the most part, you know, I, I work alone. So, you know, I'm, I'm a one man shop and, you know, it's, you, you have to, you have to, you know, be flexible so that you can get everything done. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the, the, the best projects you've worked on. Well, I have to laugh because when people say to me, oh, you're a voice actor, let me hear something. What would you have done? And I look at them <laughs> and go, well, nothing. because I can't think of a major TV commercial that's airing right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year I did on one of the HGTV shows, I did uh, three Honda spots, which was pretty cool, but they didn't air in Canada, so I never saw them. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes, many times, I don't see what I do. I don't get the final product of what I do. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of e-learning, oddly enough, um, mainly because I, I... I think because I did a lot of e-learning. When I was in construction, there was a lot of safety things and a lot of procedural videos that I listened to that um, it was really hard to listen to. You know, we got to the point where every January we had to redo our, you know, safety stuff, and we'd all hit go and go get coffee because when you came back, it was over because it was just too hard to listen to. It's not easy like that anymore. (laughs) No, I know. They make you answer questions and hit go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is great. Um, it, I, I agree with that. Uh, part of it is when I do it, I'm able to understand what I'm doing and make you sound like I know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and engage you in the conversation. Right. So hopefully, you know, you don't get bored after 20 minutes. You actually learn something, which right. I take pride in. Um, mm-hmm. One of the other great things I did was, uh, because it's different, I did a, a a game, a video game trailer where I had this really strange voice, which is not something I normally do, but had the opportunity mm-hmm. to do. I also, there was a commercial on YouTube years ago that, um, you know, for anyone interested can go to my website. They'll eventually find it um, on my, you know, on my YouTube playlist kind of thing where I sang as a little four-year-old girl. Uh, and it's, again, not something I normally do, but can do and had the opportunity to. I get a lot of work as a British person because mm-hmm. my mother was British, so I sound like her. So I had a mechanic who said, hey, I heard you were narrating this TV show. And there was a TV show in Canada that aired for a year called The People's Couch. And I was the one mm-hmm. that introduced, you know, like the a reality show type thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, coming yep. up next kind of thing. And my mechanic said, I've been watching this show for four weeks. I'm really getting into it, but when am I going to hear you? And I said, I'm the narrator, but I'm British. And they went, that's you? So even when I do things, people don't know it's me, which is kind of fun. But yeah. specifically, one thing can't tell you. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. There's like so many you know different projects you get to work on. Like for me in e-learning. Um, you know, I do stuff all the time. Sometimes I do like what you were talking about, the kind of a little bit more boring, you know, procedural um, or compliance based or anything. But then I get to create like a game or something. And it's, it's, you know, you like everything for a different reason. 
Absolutely. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is I don't I go to voiceover conferences where I get to meet other talent, I get to meet producers, I get to meet people from studios. Uh we learn the ins and outs of the business. We talk about the technical, the marketing, the the whole gamut of the industry. But mm-hmm. along the road, I have met people like Porky Pig. I have met who is Bob Bergen. And I have heard speak uh, people like Lily Tomlin, uh, Bart mm-hmm. Simpson who is a grandmother of two. Like, it's just so (laughs) fascinating to meet these people in person. And they're just everyday people. Now, if you ask them what they did, they could Uh tell you. Right. I know a very, very famous voice actor who nobody would know his name, but he's the voice of 4,000 different characters. Oh, my God. But nobody knows who he is. Right, right. It's like they're the the behind-the-scenes type of people. Mm -hmm. You don't know who they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. which means you can walk down the street and nobody says, oh, you just go, I'm just grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we're getting to the end of our time. So is there anything that you would want to, you know, to tell people who are listening? I think the most important thing that I wanted to get involved, even from the start of, of the request to being interviewed, is the fact that if you're running your own business, you have to treat it like a business. You have to know you are the accountant. You are the switchboard. You are the gatekeeper. You are the marketing professional. You are also the, the professional that does what you do. And everything you say to everybody you meet reflects your business. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> never stop learning. And never stop stop treating your business like a business. Try and find, it's important to try and find work-life balance, um, especially for people with children who live at home. But even for your own downtime, even to just walk away and say, hey, I'm taking a holiday. I don't get paid vacation, but I'm taking a day off. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to remember all those things when running a business, that it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It could be, you know, digging a hole or, you know, flying to the moon. You need your time and you need your business time. And you have to focus on each one separately and wholeheartedly. And that's really the most important thing to me. Excellent. Well, it was very nice chatting with you today and um, getting to know you more. Um, And I will look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you, Brianne. Thank you so much. You're welcome.